0: Some of you can relate to some of those uh, statements that were put out there on social media, and you can just revel in the same things that these folks have gone through. And so I hope that uh, that helps because we're at a very different juncture this year with our Mother's Day. And today I wanna talk about the fact that there is no one like mom. There is no one like mom. In the premier passage of scripture, the talks about that is found in Proverbs chapter 31. So I encourage you to take your Bible, turn over to Proverbs chapter 31, and we're going to look at verse 10 all the way through to the end of the chapter, verse 31. Proverbs chapter 31, and for our scripture reading, we're just going to read verses 10 through 15. It says, An excellent wife who can find, she's far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, And he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. And she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Well, as I mentioned, with this being a Mother's Day where we're dealing with COVID-19 virus, Things are going to be very different. First of all, many will miss their moms who passed away within the last year. And some of you are in that category. And this is the first Mother's Day that you're celebrating without your mom here on earth. And just be encouraged and have hope that that you will one day see her once again. But it's a time for us to reflect on the memories and the good times and the special occasions that we enjoyed with our moms. It's a difficult time for others because they cannot uh, be with their loved ones, their kids, their grandkids. I know for example, for myself, my kids live over in Illinois and of course Daniel's in Virginia. And we have no way of connecting uh, with them because of this lockdown that we're in. And so we have to do things virtually and we miss hugging and kissing. We miss being together, sharing a meal. And so, I hope that you will take time to honor and appreciate your moms today. But also remember that moms need a break. They've been busy doing uh, school, homeschooling. They're the teacher, they're the principal, they're trying to feed everybody, they're trying to do the laundry, and on and on it goes from morning to night. And so I hope the kids will listen closely to this message as well as grandkids. And this is a memory-making year. And we need to all give our mom some time for herself and honor her. It's weird because there's no restaurants that are physically going to be open. You can go for takeout. So you need to be creative on how you're going to treat her with a special meal this Mother's Day 2020. Well, according to a British survey, 40% of moms have received an unwanted Mother's Day gift at some time in their life. But most of them were too polite to complain. Here's a partial list of some of the 30 worst Mother's Day gifts according to moms who actually received these gifts. Some moms received deodorant, a fire extinguisher, cleaning supplies, a stick of French bread, salad dressing, I hope it was her favorite, popcorn, probably an ant farm, it says ants, hair dye, she needs to dye her hair, a screwdriver, a roll of toilet paper. Now that would probably be really good at this Mother's Day, actually. A calculator. Some moms even receive car parts. Another newspaper ran an article entitled, 20 Awful Mother's Day Cards That You Absolutely Should Not Buy. And the article is clear. Do not buy these cards, but just in case you're curious, here's a couple examples of those cards. On the inside, it says, Mom, thanks for always checking up on me, with a picture of a cell phone with 24 unanswered calls from Mom. Another one says, Well, I guess this Mother's Day card is late. Looks like someone wasn't raised properly. Or another one says, I'm awesome. You're welcome to the luckiest mom ever. Or Mom, I love you loads, a picture of a laundry basket overflowing with clothes. Speaking of loads, can you do my laundry? These were the worst of the worst of Mother's Day cards. I hope you don't give those out to your mom. Well, today we want to honor our moms and show appreciation to them throughout the year and not just for today. So the first thing we see on your outline here is self-sacrifice. The verses we just read a few moments ago speak to the fact that moms are very self-sacrificial, self-sacrifice, Moms need a good laugh now and then, and especially during this COVID-19 crisis. Here's some excerpts from letters that children wrote to God. One child said, Dear God, I read the Bible. What does begat me? Nobody will tell me. Love, Allison. Another child says, Dear God, did you mean for that giraffe to look like that, or was that an accident? Another child said, Dear God, I, want to be, I went to the wedding, and they kissed right in church. Is that okay, said Neil. Joyce said, dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but what I prayed for was a puppy. Bruce said, dear God, please send me a pony. I never asked for anything before. You can look it up. Peter says, dear God, please send Dennis Clark to a different summer camp this year. Elliot says, dear God, I think about you sometimes, even when I'm not praying. And here's a really precious one from from Nan. Dear God, I bet it's very hard for you to love everybody in the world. There are only four in my family, and I can't do it. And then Eugene had a great response to writing a letter to God. He said, Dear God, I didn't think orange went with purple until I saw the sunset you made on Tuesday. That was cool. So we see that Mama is is very sacrificial, but she has a servant-like attitude. Mom has a servant-like attitude. Right now at home, she's the schoolteacher and the principal. She's the cafeteria. She's serving school breakfast and lunch. She's up with her kids at night when they get sick. She gives time of, from herself to invest into the lives of these kids and has very little time for herself. She often picks meals that aren't her favorite but she knows it's her husband's or her kid's favorites. So as we think about mom, she is very, very servant-like in her approach to caring for the family. Think about all the different roles or the hats that moms wear or play. A nurse to a social secretary, dietitian to a gardener. She's a chauffeur, but she's also a housekeeper. And many, many other thankless jobs where she receives very little or no credit. According to a 2019 survey from salary.com, if you had a stay-at-home mom or a dad, for that matter, and paid for their services, you'd be looking at a median annual salary of $178,000 plus. Why? Because of all the work that they do and how they work around the clock, and especially if they have young children, work often means nighttime feedings, and greeting early morning risers, and late night meal prep. Moms are worth way more than we give them credit for. Amen to that. Second of all, to this point of moms being self-sacrificial, a mom constantly gives of herself sacrificially. She constantly gives sacrificially, not thinking of herself, always thinking of what's best for the kids, what's best for her husband, what's best for the family. She's constantly giving up things that she would like to do. And notice some of the things she gives up. A personal sacrifice is a pivotal part of motherhood. They sacrifice their own body by first carrying a child for nine months in the womb. No mother's child ought to get over that sacrifice. Our mothers fed us, they nourished us, and protected us as they took care of their own bodies before we even saw the light of day. I don't know anyone else who loves me enough to carry me around for nine months, but a mother's sacrifice doesn't stop there. After birth, they keep giving. They give up sleep for midnight feedings. They give up personal goals to help their kids achieve their goals. Ask yourself how many times you got a new outfit or new piece of clothing that you really liked, and yet your mom continued to wear the same old clothes over and over again. Or how many times she gave up that last helping a supper that she really wanted. We honor our moms for all the giving they do. They remind us of God who is sacrificial, who's compassionate, who's full of grace. And remember that he gave his one and only son to a, for a world of wayward children. And so a mom continually prays for those, even those that may stray away from their faith. Second of all, we honor our moms because they have boundless grace. Boundless grace. In Proverbs 31, verse 12, as we're in that chapter, it says, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life, speaking of her husband. And then verses 16 through 22. She's very labor intensive. It says she considers a field in verse 16 and buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. She's involved in taking care of people and meeting the needs of others outside the family, and even maybe doing some things on the side to make money for the family. Mom has a grace like God. She has a grace like God. Every woman has a favorite child. That's the name of a story that Irma Bonbeck in yesteryear wrote. She said every woman has a favorite child. She can't help it. She's only human. She said, I have mine, the child for whom I feel a special closeness with whom I share a love that not, un, no one else could possibly understand. My favorite child is the one who was too sick to eat ice cream at their birthday party or who had measles at Christmas time or who wore leg braces at night to bed because there were toes needed to be bent in or who had a fever in the middle of the night or an asthma attack, the child in my arms in the emergency room. She goes on to say, my favorite child spent Christmas alone, away from the family. Her favorite child was stranded after a football game with a gas tank on E, lost the money for his class ring. My favorite child's the one who messed up the piano recital, misspelled committee in a spelling bee, ran the wrong way with the football and had his bike stolen because he was careless. My favorite child's the one I punished for lying, grounded for insensitivity, to other people's feelings, and informed he was a royal pain for the rest of the family. My favorite child slammed the door in frustration, cried when she didn't think I saw her, withdrew, and said she would not talk with me. My favorite child always needed a haircut, had hair that wouldn't curl, and didn't have a date on Saturday night, and a car that cost $600 to fix. My favorite child was the selfish, immature, bad-tempered, and self-centered one who was vulnerable, lonely, unsure of what he was doing in this world and quite wonderful. All mothers, she says, has her favorite child. It's always the same one, the one who needs you at that very moment, who needs you for whatever reason to cling to, to shout at, to hurt, to hug, to flatter, to pay your cell phone bill, to unload on, but mostly just to be there with them. Those are the words of Irma Bombeck. Well, who is it? That, that big bad football player on the sidelines says hi to when the camera comes by and gets them in the picture? To mom, who is the first one a child cries out to when she or he is hurt? Who is the one they run to when they're in trouble and face punishment? Who do they feel they can talk to and who will understand them? Mothers may lose their patience and lose their perspective from time to time, but they never lose grace and their ability to give. Why? Because she receives her grace given to her from God in order that she can give it to others. And that leads us to our next point. Mom receives grace from God. Mom receives grace from God. A godly one goes to God on behalf of her family and draws strength and grace from God. And that's how she Emotionally takes care of herself and spiritually prepares herself to give out to her family. And only God can provide her with what is necessary for her to be there for the family. It's this grace that gives mothers the ability to forgive for the upteenth time their child. And also to accept their child even after they fail. It's this grace that makes their childhood sweet. And her husband... And children honor her for her grace, even when facing pressure. Proverbs 31, 28 says, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her her husband also, and he praises her. Mom has a strong dependency and a commitment toward God. And that's evident. That leads us to our next main point, the commitment to God. Moms have a strong commitment to God sometimes even more so than fathers. This is implied in these verses that we're looking at in Proverbs 31. Abraham Lincoln once said, no one is poor who has a godly mother. No one is poor who has a godly mother. And that's so true. Moms believe in God's plan for their children. They believe God has a purpose and a plan She understands their personality. She understands that they were created for something bigger than being in the childhood and just learning how to be independent, responsible citizens. She has a vision like God for her kids. Godly moms believe that God will perfect his plan in her children. And even if a child strays away from how they were taught or raised, there's always hope that they will return to the Lord because train up a child in the way he should go And in the later days, he will return to it, it says in Proverbs. A godly mother always hopes for the best for their children. They trust that God is going to carry out his plan and finish it in the best possible way in that child's lifetime, whether she's here to see it or not. They trust that God will finish his plan and outcome for the children, and she always takes the long approach to seeing what God will do. Fathers are different. Men wanna see their kids grow up right in front of their eyes. They're kind of tunnel visioned. They're kind of short-sighted. They wanna see these things now produced in their kids. But moms see kids from a patient perspective much like God does. So not only do they see that God has a plan for their child, moms believe in their children. Moms believe in their children. You may not always believe what your children say, but you must believe in your children let me say that again. You you may not always believe what your children say, but you must always believe in your children. And moms, you need to stand up for your kids, to be proud of them, to comfort them when they are hurt. Mothers tend to see the potential in kids when others cannot. They tend to believe the best when others don't. And each one of your children has special and unique needs, and they must be dealt with differently. And moms seem to have a discerning spirit about that to understand that each child's personality is different and what affirms them and what punishment works best with them. Lastly, we see that mom has unconditional love just like God does. A great characteristic of a mom It's probably the most important characteristic of all, the fact that she has unconditional love for her children and also for her husband. Let's finish this chapter, Proverbs 31. Let's look at verses 27 through 31, talking about this virtuous woman. It says, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, excellently but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates, talking about the leadership in the city that always gathered at the gates to talk about important matters. They wanted her reputation to be strong even with those elders, the leaders of the community. So unconditional love, this is the key ingredient that motivates mom. This is the key ingredient that motivates her to do what she does. All the other character qualities of a godly mom hinges on this very one, the character quality of unconditional love for her kids. And I believe this is the driving force that keeps her going, even in the most difficult time, to do what's right, even when she's worn out and tired. As long as she cultivates her love for God, she will have plenty of love to give to her family. This is the glue that she possesses that holds the family together. And then not only the fact that it's the key ingredient, this is the energy, the unconditional love that keeps her going. This is the energy that keeps her going. Someone says love is fuel for life. When life gets rough, love gives strength. When life gets tough, love gives power. When life gets you down, love gives encouragement. When life seems empty, love gives meaning. When life gets mundane, love gives joy. And when life gets confusing, love gives clarity. Love is, in a mom's life is like the energizer bunny. It's the fuel by which mom draws the strength to keep going in the face of the most difficult circumstances that life brings its way. So what should we do for our mothers today and throughout the rest of 2020? Well, here's life response. Here's how we live it out. Here's where the rubber meets the road. How do we apply this message to our lives? First of all, pray for your mom. That's the greatest thing you could do. Pray that God would continue to fill her with grace, with strength, with love, with compassion, and all the things that she needs to fulfill what God wants her to be as the mom and the wife in the family. Pray for strength. Pray for wisdom. Pray she has spiritual passion. And thank God for all she's done to make life as you know it possible. Pray that she'll get rest and be at peace with her husband and the children. So pray for mom. Second of all, appreciate mom. Appreciate her. I love the story. Henry J. Hines, the one that founded the Hines Ketchup Company, and of course they do many more things, and their famous line is, 57 varieties. When he died, it was found. when they found his will, it contained the following confession at the very beginning of his will. Looking forward to the time, Henry J. Hines said, when my earthly career will end, I desire to set forth at the very beginning of this will as the most important item in it, a confession on my faith in Jesus Christ as my savior. I also desire to bear witness to the fact that throughout my life, in which there were unusual joys and sorrows, I've been wonderfully sustained in my faith in God through Jesus Christ. This legacy was left to me by my consecrated mother, a woman of strong faith, and to it I attribute my success that I have attained. All his success was wrapped up in the fact that he had a godly mom who pointed him to faith in Jesus Christ that transformed his life and help them to be successful in this life. So I encourage you this week, how to appreciate your mom? Well, not only this week, but throughout the month, take 31 days, take a calendar, write down one thing a day for 31 days that you appreciate about your mom and then share that with her either all at once with a full calendar or day by day by letting her know how much you appreciate her all the good attributes that she has, the character qualities, the things you see in her life, and the things she does for your family. And then lastly, honor mom with your love on a daily basis. Honor mom with your love on a daily basis. Tell your mom you love her today. If you're not able to physically be with her, call on the phone and let her know how much you appreciate her. And show her honor, show her respect and obedience, on a daily basis, not just on this Mother's Day Sunday. So here's our key thought as we come to our conclusion today. Remember how important moms are. William Ross Wallace wrote this phrase and it's the title of his poem, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. And I truly believe it, moms make a difference, not only in their children's lives, but then in the lives those children go out and impact as they grow up and become adults. Here's some questions to ponder this week. How are you praying for your mom and your grandmom during this COVID-19 experience? This is difficult, it's hard. You may not be able to have physical contact. You may be having FaceTime or Zoom or Skype or whatever it is, but it's just not the same as being there, physically present face to face. And so it's tough on moms, it's tough on grand, grandmoms, it's also tough on the kids and the grandkids. Second of all, in what ways this week can you share your appreciation of your mom? As I said, you could make a list of those things and share them with your mom. And thirdly, will you honor your mom by spending time with her this week in some way, but also giving her some alone time for herself? That would be a great gift, as I know moms love to have time time for themselves. So I encourage you today to pray for your mom, to honor her, and then also just appreciate all the amazing things that she does and that why you call her your mom. Let's pray. Father, I wish that we could have our moms here in this room and that we could see them, that we could have them stand, that we could applaud them, that we could honor them but I pray in our own unique ways that we can do that. And even through this message, to be able to honor those in our church who have been so faithful to live for you and to be godly examples through their character and their commitment to you, to be shining examples in a dark world of what light looks like and the kind of life that other young moms should live. So today we bless our moms and we pray that you'll help our kids to continue to find ways to show appreciation not only just today, but throughout this year. And we pray and ask these things now in Jesus' name, amen.